What is up, Irish fans? We are back at it again. Locked on Irish podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. I am your host, Greg Schaefer. I hope that white death has not hit your home because it is hitting us hard and fast. It is a late Wednesday night here on February 12th. And if you're wondering why this is getting recorded so late, it's because it took me uh, roughly two hours to get home from my real job. So that was a lot of fun. Just kind of hanging out. You know, could have ran a traffic podcast at a certain point there. Had a lot of time to think about the show today. I think we're going to do something different today, but we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Make sure you're following us out there at Lockdown Irish on Twitter, on Facebook, iTunes, Spotify. You know where to find us at. Everywhere you get your podcasts. Irish fell yesterday by one stinking point, 50 to 49 to Virginia. Could have been a tier one win. It was not. It was awful offensively it was just disgusting so that that happened (laughs) we had to live through that after I mean kind of I was out covering some local hoops last night uh, girls basketball and then when I got my truck it was just getting I see it was about midway through the first quarter and things were looking fine and honestly I chalked it up as a win in my mind and you know Notre Dame athletics at this point we cannot do that so also going to get to talk a little women's hoops tonight. Um, just touch on it just a little bit. You know, I've been covering a lot of uh, women's hoops here locally with the high school stuff, and I just thought, well, you know, this, this has been a struggle. And maybe just talk about this season and just, man, what an outlier for Muffet and what a terrible season the Irish women are having. And uh, final segment, we'll get into some uh, just some uh, miscellaneous talk. Uh, you know, not football season, basketball is just... Bipolar is all get out right now. Um, so we'll talk uh, what we can expect this year from the lacrosse team coming up. Uh, like I said, a little different show today. We'll check in on the hockey team. And then I want to hear from you about uh, the brand that outfits Notre Dame. I want to hear some opinions on this. So let's get to this game. 50-49, Virginia takes it. Um, wow. I, I mean, one. I, let's start at the end, I guess. Why is Fluger taking the final shot of the game? 0-5 on the night, no points. He's not an offensive threat. We know this. Uh, I don't know why we're not trying to crash the glass, trying to create a foul. Uh, Gibbs finally started to play inconsistent. And give credit to Virginia's defense. This is what they do, but this isn't their national championship team. That was a a fine, uh, better-than-average you know, Virginia team. They have some championship experience, obviously. Diakite is just, he's a beast. You know, Key's good. Uh, they, have, they have a nice team, but it's not what they had last year. Not by any stretch of the imagination. And I think we're starting to see, you know, Mooney's nice player. He 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 does everything we ask him to do. He's on a historic pace. I shouldn't say nice player. I mean, he he's a great player for us. Um, but I think we're seeing what happens when other guys can't step up and other guys aren't able to rise to the occasion because he's been getting, having his Robin B Gibbs here lately. Well, Gibbs finally had an off night. He went two of 11. Both makes were from three. That's great. But other than that, I mean, hub was off again, five of 12, which was better. He hit double figures, 12 points. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We fell into playing Virginia's game and you know, anytime you only score 49 points, you should get beat by 20. But I think I said it the other day, Virginia's willing to beat you 33-30 if necessary. Uh, Leshevsky gave us some nice minutes off the bench, 11 points. 
but he was just super inconsistent from behind the arc. We need more. We need more from him. Uh, Durham, you know, 18 minutes, gave us six points. That's about what we expect from him. I would have liked to see more time, especially down underneath of Diakite, but Diakite is a little bit more athletic than Durham, in my opinion. Uh, really good shot blocker. I mean, wow. That guy, it feels like his hands just always connected to the ball. And, you know, I think that might have been why Durham maybe didn't get as much playing time underneath because it's just a different kind of cat where Durham's more of a true five. Diakite can really stretch things out. Um, You know, it's just a very frustrating one. This one's frustrating because we needed to split, you know, the wins one or the other. We need to get Duke or we need to get Virginia. And I look for this Duke game to be close. We're not going to win it. Uh, Duke's looking like Duke again, and it's very frustrating to know that we kind of chalk that one up as a loss. I think a lot of people chalk both these games up as losses, but when you see it like this, up 26-22 at halftime, you know, you're leading most of the second half, and then to have that happen. You know, Virginia, they, they'll lull you to sleep. I mean, look no further than the overtime. Did you see this box score? Overtime, 3-2. to two. Are you kidding me right now? Was it uh, was it a college football overtime? What is that? Three to two? Seriously? That's disgusting. Three to we couldn't come up with five points in five minutes. And same for Virginia. I mean, their offense is awful, awful, and that's what we ended up with. Of course, Diakite went for twenty. Huff went for eight. I mean, we held everybody else on their team was under double figures. We had three guys in double figures that couldn't pull this win off. You know, Fluger scores a, a basket last night. We win that game. And again, I don't know why they're in the bonus, why you're not crashing the glass and, and trying to make something happen as, you, as a guard. I mean, Hub just acts like he's afraid to try to crash the paint and try to create contact. Try to make something happen. And in the possession where the, you know, they'd already got us on a couple shot clock violations, and that's frustrating in and of itself. But then Gibbs is pulling up from the parking lot, or Hub's pulling up from the parking lot, try to shoot. I mean, if we get anything on that possession, we win the game. We win the game. No problem. It was a game we had to have. I mean, how much better is 16-8 feel? And now we're stuck with this. Another one. It's Indiana all over again. It is. This is exactly what it is. And I'm not real clear on why we couldn't finish this one off. Uh, I mean, I'd really just think that that's what it is. This is the this might as well have been a 15-point win for Virginia. I mean, this is what Virginia does. They just lull you to sleep. They kick field goals. And the next thing you know, you've had you know 30 points in field goals scored on you. And you've lost the game. You literally have no idea how it happened. You outplayed them the entire time, and that's what happened. Final possession there. I mean, it's good on good, in my opinion. Uh, I know I've talked to some people, thought some maybe somebody should have come over and tried to help. Um, that shot, I mean, it was defended well. D. Keith just worked his way into the paint, and it just kind of is what it is. Good, a good player made a good shot. It just is what it is at the end of the day. And it's as frustrating as it gets, but when you have good on good, you live with it. Mooney's a solid defender, but he just couldn't, he got back down and kind of was what it was. You know, Mooney for himself, yes, another double-double, but it was a struggle on the night. He's 4-14, 0-5 from three. 
you don't win many games when you shoot like the way we did. We shot 32% from the field, 23% from three. You do not win many games that way. You get out-rebounded by seven. Offensive rebounds, just, it was rough. It was rough. It was a rough night for a game that we should have won. We should have won that game by 12, 13 points, and instead we walk away with this feeling. Uh, I do feel like the NIT is out there for us now. I really do. I think, you know, we have a stretch coming up after Duke. You know, we're probably going to fall to six, 15 and 10. That's probably going to happen. Then it's going to be important, how do we finish off the regular season? North Carolina, Miami, BC, Wake. We've already beat Wake. We've already proved we can play with Florida State. You know, we've lost lost by one point. We have two, what, two losses? Uh, let's see. We've had, three, yeah, two, three losses. Our last three losses are by a combined four points. So put that in perspective. But it's against the better teams. The best team we beat in that stretch, in my opinion, is Pitt. But, I mean, all these are winnable games. I mean, outside of Duke, which I think we're going to keep that game close because, like I said, this team doesn't know how to not play a close game. You got North Carolina, bad. Miami, bad. BC, bad. Uh, we owe them a little redemption anyway. Wake, bad. I mean, we're literally playing the bottom of the ACC coming up. Virginia Tech, not very, I mean, it's average at best. And then we get another shot at another Tier 1 win against Florida State. But uh, all in all, a rough night. All right, guys, back at it again. Locked on Irish podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. Official Notre Dame podcast of the Locked On Podcast Network. First time ever we're going to talk women's hoops. Uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish Ladies. Um, love this team. Love Muffet. Uh, but this year is, whew, this is a rough one. This is a rough one. And I think we've seen it coming early. I really do. I know the loss to Tennessee was kind of like, ooh, we lost Tennessee. But if you really don't follow women's basketball, you're kind of like, well, it's Tennessee, right? Well, this isn't. Uh, God rest her soul, the Pat Summit days of Tennessee. This is, you know, they're fine. It's not a legendary Tennessee by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I think they are having a pretty decent year, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're like 17 and 6. I hesitate because I knew I had it in front of me. Yeah, they're 17 and 6. So a decent team. So it's like, okay, we're going to have a down year. We kind of anticipated that. We have a young team. And then the loss to Michigan State happened. You're like, okay, good team. But that's weird. We don't lose two in a row, but we'll see what happens. You beat Toledo, beat Michigan. Everybody's feeling good, right? And then that thing happened to Florida Gulf Coast. Ugh. And then it happened again against San Diego State. Ugh. And then we got beat by 24 against UConn, not beat by DePaul, and then everybody's pretty much bashing our brains in from this point. Now they have reeled off three straight. Started seven and fourteen. Can you believe that? Seven and fourteen for our Muffet McGraw coach team. We're up to ten and fourteen right now with a few opportunities ahead of us. BC, Louisville, schools like that. That you know, there's opportunities out there. Um, you know, we're essentially gonna have to win the ACC tournament. We are playing better, better, but I mean, the team we just beat, you know, Pitts what four nineteen. Ugh. And, you know, when I look at this season, I'm just kind of like, unfortunately, the way Muffet played her bench, such a short bench, we really, she really has nobody to blame but herself. She played with such a short bench, she didn't give anybody else any time, 
and they transferred. People transfer. This is what happens when you have a lot of talent, and they transfer. And then when your talent that's on the floor, what well, we've sent five girls to the WNBA, five or six, I think it's five girls to the WNBA, three in the first round. And then when those that kind of stuff happens, and those people already transferred, that's a problem. I mean, you look no further. Look at uh, Aaron Bully for Oregon. She's a starter for Oregon, played in all 24 games this season. Uh, average eight and a half points a game. I mean, that's that's a lot of production to lose. When you're talking about a team, I think uh, Oregon's in the, in the top five right now, and that's the starter. A starter on their team, starting forward, could have been ours. Could have been ours, but she ended up transferring. You look at uh, not uh, who am I thinking of here? Dang it, it's escaping me. Uh, Allie Patberg, also another starter. For Indiana, I mean, it's like a collect. She's averaging thirteen six a game. She leads Indiana in uh, leads Indiana in average points per game. I mean, you just can't you can't replace that. Once you lose it, it's it's very hard to replace. Uh, just a really good player, and to think that they could have been ours. Then you look fast forward. What we lost going into this year. I mean, we had five star recruits on our roster. On our roster. Danielle Patterson, Jordan Nixon, gone. Four players on our roster that could have been there and really helped out. But it's just the way Muffet ran the bench, the way things went, and now we have a young team. We do. We have a young team. I think, what, we have three seniors? Yeah, Sneezik, Cole, Walker, all seniors, a couple juniors, and then, well, you have five upperclassmen. The rest are, what, we have five freshmen three sophomores. I mean, the team should be better, should be back a little more next year. Uh, you know, good recruits ca- that came in with Peoples, five-star recruit, Brunel's another five-star recruit. But it, it's going to take some time. And I really thought Muffet had turned the corner, and I legit thought in my mind, I said, you know what, Notre Dame, they're going to take over. They're going to take over women's basketball. UConn, step aside. Now, UConn is not the UConn of old. But they're still UConn. Yeah, they lost three games this year. And I'm kind of with Gino. Nobody likes Gino, but I was kind of with him the other day when he's like, can't this team lose? Aren't we ever allowed to lose to a talented team? Well, apparently not. But, I mean, it just seems like they never lose. And, you know, UConn, yes, they're they're not the team that they typically are. But they're going to be back. I mean, if not this year. They, they still have a shot to win it all this year, in my opinion. South Carolina looks like a monster. Baylor, of course, is crazy. Kim Mulkey looks like a monster. Oregon, which hurts to say because Bully playing on their team. I mean, you know, it's one of those years where we probably weren't going to win a national title anyway. But it, it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell without those girls on this team. A couple girls that could really, four girls, especially in Nixon, a five-star player. I mean, when you lose five-star players, man, that is just, that's painful. It's really painful and it's really impactful. And then it starts to set a precedent of, okay, what's wrong with that school? What What's wrong with the operation there? Why are these people transferring? And it really hurts your recruits for the future, and that's for any sport. I mean, you, got, uh, you lost a starter on a number 20 team in the country, and then you lost a starter on, I believe, what, Oregon's the number three team? Let's check it out here. Yeah, Oregon's the number three team in the country, and you lose that, plus two more four- and five-star kids. That's tough to replace. Tough to replace. And we'll 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 touch up on this 
as the year finishes off here, and I'll be interested to see how Muffet can finish this year. I mean, again, they've won three straight against not really great competition, but I am interested to see how they finish off this season. So we go from the hardwood to the ice, from one arena to, I guess, another arena, to, from the gym to the rink. Does that sound right? So Irish hockey, man, how this year started and how, where we are at now. I mean, wow, we touched on that in one of our first shows about how this year started. Everybody's excited. We were 9-0-1 to start the year, swept the highest aid, all's right with the world, and man, the wheels have just come off this season. Uh, playing a little better in the last three games. We were 2-0-1, a win over Wisconsin and Penn State, a tie to Penn State. But man, this season is not... Mm -mm. I mean, when you start 9-0-1, since then we are 3-11-4. Gross. Gross. Uh, I mean, this team could go on a run. We're clearly capable of beating anybody else in the Big Ten. Uh, struggle mightily against a team like Boston College. You look back to December, we lost six one. We lost combined in that series. We lost ten to one. That is brutal. Um, we've definitely proved we can play with anybody in the Big Ten. Uh, but man, Michigan beat up on us. We swept Ohio State earlier in the season. I just want to know what's changed. We, you know, we beat uh, tied Ohio State four four. Yeah, we lost to Ohio State. We've lost to Wisconsin. I mean, but then we turn around the next night and beat Wisconsin. I mean, we lose six to four. We win five to two. This team doesn't know what it wants to do at this point. Um, they're going to play better though. They have to step up and they have to improve, or this is going to be a short season. And it's really sad because this is a team that you know they've been able to go on some runs and they've been really fun to watch. I mean, just some of the things that Coach Jackson's done with this team has been really fun to to be get excited about a, a team. That, that's ours, you know, a, a hockey team that's ours. And the comp, or the, yeah, the comp ice house, it's great, man. Great place to watch a game. Good stuff there. Great for the community up there. Uh, man, this season has been tough. I've been trying to watch some games and keep up on them. And it's just like between this and the women's basketball and then the men's basketball, I mean, at least men's kind of turned it around here, but these winter sports are killing us. There is nothing, there's not much positive to report right now. The, each of these teams, like the women, I'm not sure if we're trying to, you know, finish, how are we trying to finish at this point? Do we just want it to be over with and just get to next year and hopefully some talent development starts to happen? The men, you know, we think we turn it around and, and then here we are losing by one point to freaking Virginia, 50 to 49. Ah, oh, this is just so frustrating. So frustrating to see. When you, and we have talented teams. I think that's the hard thing. And you have longtime guys on your team, like a Kale Morris, I mean, uh, you know, and Cam Morrison. Those, those guys, you know, they've had such an impact on your program and they've been seniors. You really want to see them go out on a high note. And I think I experience that a lot when I cover high school football. If I've been with a team for a while and I see the kids grow up and man, I tell you, I still take it hard. We had a local school that we covered and it, it the, this freshman had won a state title with, you know, not a many unplayed, of course, contributed here and there. And then it was like, you know, now they're seniors and everything was building toward this year. And at minimum, they were going to be state runners up, got, 
knocked off in the state semifinals. Nobody seen that coming, and it was like, man. And nobody knew what to do. You had people calling their mom because they couldn't handle it. Like, <laughs> that had been me on the way home, just having a moment like, ah, oh, I can't even believe it. But you look at this hockey team, and when you see guys like that, and you just want to see good kids that worked hard. You want to see them try to, you know, finish strong, and if not on top, just with some semblance of success. So speaking of success, if you've been a listener of this Locked On podcast, I'm sure you've heard of all the great advertisers we're working with on Locked On to reach, you know, great sports fans, awesome sports fans. But what you may not know is that Locked On Irish is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Notre Dame fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Notre Dame fans and predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, so text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Soon as in tomorrow. Call us up. Let us know what's up. Get on this thing. Advertise with us now. Let's go. Uh, let's touch on this lacrosse thing real quick, and then we'll save the brand stuff that I was talking about. We'll save it for either tomorrow or Friday. Um, so lacrosse is getting ready to fire up. Uh, you know, the lacrosse team is kind of like the hockey team. They've had some up seasons. They have teams they just don't feel like they can get past to, to get to the top of the mountain, i.e. Duke. Um, but returning another strong team. Should be a lot of fun to watch these guys play. Uh, the season actually opens in three days against Cleveland State. Uh, and they come back. Uh, that's the home opener. And then February will round off with Richmond and Maryland. They are coming here to Central Ohio where Locked On is recorded. We are going to try to get out there March 10th for the 4 p.m. Ball drop, if you will, against the Buckeyes. That is, let's see, March 10th. Ah, Tuesday, 4 o'clock. That's what I thought. Some of these game times are really, really odd um, to have a Tuesday game at 4 o'clock. But, hey, we'll try to get out there, check them out. I know the last time they came to Columbus, it was snowing. It was sunny, snowing, covered the field. They had to use a different colored ball instead of the white one because nobody could find it. And then all of a sudden it just got, like, sunny outside and... I think the snow was almost gone by the end of the game. So crazy, crazy stuff, that's for sure. I love I love lacrosse. I don't know if I entirely understand it yet because it's because I haven't watched it for more. I think mean, I've probably watched it for five or six years intently. I mean, I'd cheer for underwater basket weaving for Notre Dame if they had it, but I haven't. I, I've always cheered for the lacrosse team, but then in the last few years I've really started to pick it up. And Mark Hissom, your favorite co-host and mine, he, he coaches his stepson, so I've kind of, by proxy, learned several things about the sport. And it's an intense sport, man. Those guys are athletes, good, fast athletes. I was talking to somebody else that coached lacrosse, and they mentioned how that it's not hard to teach the football players to be physical in lacrosse, and they usually make pretty good defenders. I think I can kind of agree with that. So I am going to throw this topic out there, something to chew on before our next show. Uh, how about this? Let's talk about on the next show. We're obviously going to preview Duke coming up. So don't fret there. What's your thoughts on Under Armour? Got into a debate with somebody the other day. 
Thoughts on Under Armour compared to the other brands? Hit us up, Locked On Irish, on Twitter, on Facebook. Hit us up anytime, but I really want to hear your thoughts. Under Armour, what's your thoughts on it? We know it's expensive, that's for sure. But do you like it? Do you like it better than any of the other brands? Do you wish Notre Dame would go with another brand? Just be interested to hear your thoughts. Make sure you listen to us. Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, all the right places, iHeartRadio, all your favorite podcast apps. So, tilt. When we want to record again? When do you guys want to record again? I'd say we're probably going to be back on Friday. And we will preview Duke. We will preview and we'll talk some uh, some Irish branding. How's that sound? So until next time, guys, go Irish. <laughs>